welcome to Rumble Young Man Rumble. I am your host, Kevin Clay Franklin. I am the host with the most, former NFL athlete, college student sports, in track and field and football from Southern University LSU. I'm a sports enthusiast. I'm a hip-hop enthusiast. Join us each episode where we will tackle current events from entertainment to business from an athlete's perspective. Funny, but yet real. This is Rumble Young Man Rumble. Today's episode of Rumble Young Man Rumble was sponsored by Gumbo Sports, commercial free. I know it's been a while, fellas, man. I, hey, brother, this is hey, this is a historical moment, man, for all us three to be together, brother. <laughs> That's cool. It's, cool, for sure. Yeah, it's probably it's probably been uh, officially since '93 since we were all in the same I think room. Us three, yeah, us yeah. three together. Uh, I must say, brother, it is very humbling to be around you two guys, man. I love you guys. Uh, I just love the fact that what you guys doing and what you guys become sons fathers businessmen hey guys this is from kevin franklin to you guys it was a pleasure being at catholic high with you guys and it was absolutely wonderful being there with you man well first off it was great to walk the hallways with you at catholic kevin and uh especially proud of your career and all that you accomplished on and off the field but man uh, i can remember friday nights watching watching you and war just get after it and, uh, <laughs> Yes. You know, like like Coach Weiner used to say, you couldn't you couldn't tackle you guys in a telephone booth. So we had that going for us, and uh, yeah. gave us a huge advantage on the football field. So we appreciate all the memories. Yeah, thank you. Man. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I echo Patrick's sentiment. So, uh, y'all can hear me okay? Y'all got me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we ran into each other in the airport, and like Patrick said, I think that's the first time we seen each other. Man, yeah, yeah, twenty something years. So, uh, yeah. No, um, thank you for getting us together, man. We it was cool seeing you in the airport. It's like we we had missed a beat, man. You made it. Yeah, you know, you're laughing and smiling as always. So it's, that was a really yeah. cool experience. It's just, it's some it's something about you guys, man. And I I don't know about anybody else, but it's something about y'all because y'all were there with me. Y'all were my guys, and I want to say, guys, we. Hey guys, we set the precedent for a lot of studs after us, man. We were a big like we we did some things, man. <laughs> so we we did some things, man. So, but you guys hold dear to my heart because I can open up to y'all because y'all are my guys. Like y'all graduated with me, y'all were there with me three or four years. We were all there together. We played on teams together. Like it's different with you guys, man. I could beat Kevin Franklin, and some guys I can't be that with, you know. So it's just different. You know? uh, no, I feel you. I mean. Yeah, we met you in high school, but obviously Patrick and I, I've been knowing that dude since, God, we were 9 and 10. But then we were on the same team, which was cool. But, um, yeah, you think about what y'all did on the football field, you know, Patrick and I were lucky to do on the baseball field. Then you take, you know, the basketball team at that time, too. It was just yes. – uh, yes. Our grade had Ben and Casey, and then you know, before that we had Pixley and Kevin Baptiste. So it was a special time to be a Catholic and just yes. uh, all the sports and – I don't know about Patrick, but uh, I feel like our class got along real well, too. Just yeah. diverse, different backgrounds, but we all kind yes. of pulled the same way. And, you know, we all we were all uh, on the same boat, I guess. You know, we all appreciated what each other did over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. And uh, I, I think it's neat, especially what, what our country is going through right now. Yes. Um, you know, with my background, uh, I went to St. Thomas More before I went to Catholic High. And, you know predominantly if not a hundred percent white school um and so my my first real interaction um 
you know, with, with black guys were was at Catholic High and yes. was with guys was with guys like Kevin Frank. I'm like, man, I love this dude. Right. Yeah, I hang out. I hang out with this guy. Just <laughs> he's like all right. Else, yeah, you know? he's this guy all right, yeah. man. He's all right. <laughs> he's all right. Yeah. So you know, you kind of get forced to jump in the deep end, so to speak, and yes. you know, no one missed a beat. It was uh, yes. it was really cool. Good atmosphere. Um, and, and and I think not only did we have respect for each other as as students and and part of the academic community, but you always know you hold that special bond, even if you're not on the same athletic team with a guy. If you still wear that C on your chest or that C on your hat, you've got that camaraderie and, and right. that respect and that brotherhood right. uh, from day one. So, um, you know, I think we need more of that. And, um, you know, especially with what's going on in our country right now. Yeah. And that was the reason why, guys, I, I, it was all, all of this is kind of, it's, it's two things orchestrated why I wanted to do it. And you guys knew it too. That's why you agreed to it. It's what's going on in the country, man. And they need to see that Kevin Franklin has buddies. Kevin Franklin has guys that he loved from Catholic High that graduated with me, went on to play Major League Baseball. I went to play NFL, but we still are brothers. We still we still love each other. We answer the call. We talk, we talk to each other. I still wanted people to see this dialogue between us. And the second one was the what's going on in baseball. I, I don't know. So I wanted to my viewers to see and my listeners to see. And to hear from you guys, my guys, my buddies, I got some pretty cool friends and <laughs> that know about baseball. They're not secondhand. They know about baseball. So those two things are the reason why I wanted to be with you guys and be on. And that's why it's going to that direction. But thank you guys for being on um, and going forward with that, man. So let's talk about you guys sport. What's going on with it and how do you guys see it? And what do you guys feel about what's going on with baseball? right now well I, th- I think that you know the the two topics you mentioned one is more difficult than the other to, yes to it really is <laughs> yes sir yes. and you're going to be surprised at my answer which one's more difficult because i think the baseball one's more difficult than, i think so than the other question I, I think so. um you know because the 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 root of the uh the disagreement um in baseball is all about money oh yeah okay yes um and, yes. and pe- people are going to dig their heels in uh, no matter what. The other one, I think we can get through and, and, and out of respect for, for our, our fellow humans, um, you know, that's a lot easier to have those discussions if you yes. just sit back and listen. Yes. Now, we can get to the baseball thing. And I, I personally, I, Chris, I, I don't know your opinions on this. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, it's the summer now. You're supposed to be playing baseball. Yes, it. Um, that's it. If... If and we, I think we've deemed it where they they've made the protocols to where health won't be an issue. Uh, they can properly social distance. Whether or not they're going to allow any fans, no fans, some fans, all fans in, that's up to you know that's up to different people, and that doesn't right. matter about the sport. That's outside right. the lines. Right. Um, right. They can they can do all all they want with what's what happens in the stands. But on the field, these guys need to play, and I think they want to play. Um, you know, what comes into play here is if Major League Baseball and the Players Association don't get to agree, get together and agree on a proposal on one side or the other, yes. then then there is a clause that kicks in where Major League Baseball can demand that they play. Well, that becomes a one-sided argument. There you go. And then the players have grant, they have um, grounds for uh, disputes and litigation going right. Uh, right. for a long time for because baseball can uh, the baseball owners can unilaterally 
make decisions without including the players association and that would be right. a, all the, a all the collective bargaining agreement and stuff like that right they don't have to agree yeah with that them. goes up that goes out the window uh, right. in that in that situation and, and and in the future in two years they have a new you know the, the collective bargain yeah. uh, agreement terminates and so they're gonna have to go through this again so right you're looking at this coming up two times in a two-year period which is wow. scary for baseball yes um yes. And, and scary scary for fan interest my my concern is you know i've got i've got three young kids uh, mm-hmm. and this is this is their formational years is when they when they latched on to sports or players or their heroes or their teams yes uh and if you don't have a season um regardless whether whether it be man-made or pandemic made um you're losing an opportunity for those kids to latch on to baseball and baseball is a struggling sport right now from a from a fan interest fan uh, yes fans and yes right fans being there stuff like that yes and if if you don't have a way to go watch that game um you know which is turn on espn or major mlb network as a kid you know, you, you don't you don't create those heroes. You you don't right. you don't find those guys you want to emulate yes. and and, yes. and follow yes. and all that. Yes. And so I think there's a there's a huge void, and especially if they have a lockout or, or a strike. Um, you yes. know, after the end of the, the collective bargaining agreement, you've got the the old two strike whammy in two years. Yeah. That's a lot of trouble for the future. That's, that's a lot and for the future of baseball, right? That's a lot. That's a hurt. That's two big hurts. What about you, Chris? What about you? What do you think about those? I mean, I think. Uh, I think Patrick hit the nail on the head. And then just to kind of piggyback off of what he said, you think about it from a fan interest perspective. um, I know Patrick has young boys and my son is a senior at Catholic high right now, but he lost interest in baseball four years ago. Now I've been to parks and we're in a unique situation here in Baton Rouge. Um, Patrick and I were kind of at the beginning of it, but what Skip Bergman did with the local youth baseball here in town, he really built a huge following and Baton Rouge is unique just because there's always going to be a lot of youth baseball around here. Yes, sir. I think yes. what's going to hurt is if, if they don't come to an agreement or if they're even looking at a potential strike down the road or they won't play this summer, they're, um, the fan interest, you're going to – Major League Baseball does a terrible job of marketing its product anyway. I think they're way behind in terms of the NFL and the NBA just right. in terms of marketing. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that somewhere too. Some guys were talking about that on one of the channels. Yeah, yeah I mean, Mike Trout's the best player in Major League Baseball, and I guarantee if you pull ten kids aside, bearing age right. group, and I bet you right. they, they said the guys they could walk down the street, and guys won't even know who they are. They like, oh, you play Major League Baseball? Oh, cool. <laughs> they like, they like, they don't even know who he is. Right. Well, yeah. I'll tell I'll tell you a funny story that kind of illustrates that is when um, our buddy Ryan Terrio was playing with the Cubs. He uh, he had a rent house, literally, uh, you know, less than a quarter mile from Wrigley Field. Wow. Um, and, and so he could walk to the field every day. And so he would walk down the street, Waverly Avenue, which is a famous street that, that Wrigley Field's on. And he would walk right to the stadium. He would put on a Terrio jersey that you bought. <laughs> and no one would stop him and notice him. They wow. Just a fan. Just some, just some guy. Hey, you just some guy that got the jersey on. <laughs> yeah, because no one believed that a five foot ten guy that w- w- was wearing a Terrio jersey would have really been Terrio. Right. Uh, That's so right. yeah, yeah. It's um like Patrick. I mean, they baseball players in the big leagues look like normal guys. They look like all of us. They're not yeah. six seven. They're not yeah. you know two hundred and fifty pound just monsters right. coming off the edge. And then and then the other thing too is. You, I don't know, Patrick, but what probably half the league is Latino right now. So that's yes, another, not an issue, but you know, yes. to market those players and to get uh, generate interest is um, 
I think they're kind of on the precipice. It, it could be bad, you know, just with everything Patrick said and losing fan interest and using, losing young kids today. It's um, it's going to be interesting to see how this thing plays out because it's already the third most popular sport, you know, right now. So it's just going to maybe kick further down the totem pole, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Right. And, when, and one another question, what would you would you guys play and what side of this thing would you be on if you you both played? Now, here, here to all of my people in, in my podcast, all my people that follow the podcast from Cali Kai, these guys that know them, that don't know these two guys, they both played baseball, both played at LSU, national champions, played in the minor leagues and the major leagues, so they know about it a little bit. But would you guys play right now if it was, it was if you were playing? Well, if you're asking what side I'd fall on, I, I've never been a billionaire and owned a ma- major league baseball team, any sports, sports franchise team. Right, right. Uh, so I don't know how that feels. Um, yes. I, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but uh, if I'm missing a paycheck, that that's going to hurt me a little bit. There so, you go. I, I've been I, telling people that. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm playing and pay me my money and let, let's go play the game we love. Um, yes. Not only yes. not only for ourselves, but for the fans, for our teammates. Right. Uh, and just for and just for the thing that makes us happy and what we do, so I'm all for playing. And you know that they've got a, something trending on Twitter with the with the guys. It's uh, you know hashtag when and where, and uh, they're just waiting to be told when and where and where we going. Play. What time? Yeah. I gotta be there, baby. <laughs> what time? Yeah. I gotta be there. How about you, Grip? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think um, I would play too. I'd want to play. I'd be itching right now if I was in those. Oh guys. yeah. Oh yeah. You can only throw and hit so much and do things to keep yourself in shape before. I mean, we're all competitors here, and we're all uh, former athletes, so it's just, yeah, I'd want to be out there, too, and I mean, you see things like the Korean Baseball League, they're not playing with fans in the stands, and I, I yes. think there's enough information and protocols in place to where they yes. can definitely make something happen. And, you know, yes. It's too digital. I, I think uh, having fans in the stands, it, I think it's so digital that them being able to watch it at 2 o'clock in the morning, Mike Major League Baseball at 2 o'clock in the morning, streaming on their phones. I think fans are just part of it. I think they're part of the equation. I just think that it being so streaming-wise, digital, you can stream it everywhere all over the country with your phones. I just think that's where it's going. Everything is virtual. So I think baseball has to has to head in that direction too, and don't worry too much about fans. From what I heard, now tell me that about this guy. So that's why I'm asking you guys, because I don't know. They didn't have a, some some fields didn't have a lot of people in the stands anyway. No. Oh yeah, I mean if you, Good, yeah, man. I was gonna say the you look at the uh, Miami Marlins, um, you know LSU at Alex Box Stadium averages more per home game than wow. uh, than the Marlins do. Wow. Uh, so yeah, you're you're right. Uh, some of those places, uh, fan interest is is a zero uh, some game for for whether they not they're, they're gonna play. Right. Um, you know, what's interesting is that unlike uh, the NBA and the NFL, Major League Baseball's revenues rely on about 35% of TV deals. And they're mostly regional deals anyway. Yeah, uh, right. So, right. so you, you, you would think that, that that would help them withstand um, a recession or lack of play. Actually, it's the opposite in this scenario. Because if, you're, if only 30%, 35% of your revenues come from TV, TV dollars, then that means the other 65% has to come from butts in the seats and merchandise sale. And if you don't have people coming to the games and buying hot dogs and beers, um, then that, your revenue is drying up pretty quickly. Yeah, you're going south. <laughs> yeah, you're going the wrong way. You're going and, south. and so I think that's why you keep seeing these proposals and counterproposals 
and it doesn't matter about the number of games right. or the, the the percent of prorated salaries per game. Major League Baseball has been consistent with the uh, with the sum of the dollars they're going to spend. Okay. So they, they, okay. They're at a they're at a point now where they said we'll pay you a hundred percent of your pro- prorated salary, but we're only going to play sixty games. Well, that's the exact same of playing eighty four games with eighty percent prorated salary. Prorated it's the salary. Same amount of dollars. Yeah. Same amount of money. So that, it's just they over so many games, correct? Yeah, they, you're still going to get the exact same amount of money. So yeah. if I'm a player. Uh, and I'm looking at this situation where, you know, you're having an extended spring training, then you stop, then you got to go back to spring training. Well, there's likelihood, especially as a pitcher, there's a greater likelihood that you're going to get injured in this season, right? Yeah. Not that it's going to happen, but the, but the, right. the odds are better that you're going to. So yes. I'm going to say, to me as as a player, I would say, give me the 100% prorated and let's play less games and let me mitigate yeah. that risk on getting injured. That's no brainer. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, that's, you know, that, go ahead, Chris. No, no, I was, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, yeah, both of us being pitchers, because if they were to go back and play and say they had a hard, they have a hard cutoff date, I think, what is it, Pat, like end of September and then the World Series runs into October again, I think, right? Yeah, right. But like Patrick said, then you're back at spring training, right? Back in spring training again in February. Yeah. That's a that's a really tight turnaround to where right. those guys are ramping up. You know, I guess obviously they would expand the rosters and stuff. But you know, an injury concern, I don't think so much from a position player perspective, but from a pitcher perspective, uh, if I'm one of those big time guys, an injury concern would be um, that would definitely be at the forefront of my mind. You know, just right. try to up, get in shape. Then you don't need to really shut it down for the most part. You know, it's just because there's such a quick turnaround to spring training. So there's right. a lot going on, you know. I got you. Got you. So two two questions, guys, and I'll, I'll let you guys go. I know you guys got a busy life. I didn't want to keep you guys long. Um, what do we What do? We do? The three of us on here. We, we, we got three guys on here. Two play major league. I'm, I'm at the Y. I, I have, we have youth organizations at the Y. What do we do to push – baseball forward what would we do to push youth sports forward in a good way they got some people they're pushing it competitively they're pushing it um athletically they're pushing it you know they're just pushing it totally in another direction and we all both know the numbers of youth sports they're very high and there's a lot of money in it but what do we do the three of us to we know the gap between and what where where the where the falters are where everything lies what do we three do to push baseball in a positive direction youth baseball Youth baseball yeah. in a positive direction. And, and Kevin, that, that's kind of been a, um, man, a decades-long uh, question because of, you know, there has been a, a ramp up in, in youth baseball, um, and then we see it plateau out, and then yes. it's, it's gone by mid-high yes. school years. Uh, only only the elite players, you know, continue Please. on to play. Well, And, 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 right. and there's attrition there because, you know, there's only so many high school spots for guys. Right, um, right. But I think what, one of the issues, especially early on, and, and Chris alluded to this, and, and I've got a, a middle child who, um, you know, is, is kind of part of this. Early on, um, you know, you, you mentioned it's a high high dollar, high yes. uh, ticket ticket item, especially yes. travel baseball. Yeah, travel baseball, um, yes. And so when, when these organizations are charging the amount of money they charge, they have to justify it, right? Okay. So they have to just... They have to justify it with the amount of practice time, whoops, the amount of practice time they give the kids, the amount of game experience they give the kids, the amount of tournaments, the amount of out-of-town tournaments. 
the amount of hotel rooms that it costs to, right. to go to those out of town tournaments. Right. Um, right. And quite frankly, um, some kids love it and absolutely would not do anything other than that. Yes. Uh, yes. While yes. while the vast majority of them get burnt out uh, after doing it for a year or two. Yes. And they're on to basketball and, uh, and football and baseball right. is go- is done and they feel like there's no going back to it. I, right. My middle son is, is that way. And yeah. Uh, and Chris said his son, his son left it alone a while ago. <laughs> so. Yeah. So my, my, my middle son, well, my oldest son is baseball only. He, he loves it and, and wouldn't change anything. My right. middle son, uh, didn't want to play baseball anymore and now only does football and basketball wow. which he which he loves um, so I don't think there's any right answer um, you know one one of the things that Major League Baseball and their studies have shown over the years is um, the difference in uh, participation rates between whites white people and all others yes um, yeah and, good, and, good job good job I and, and they're there's a there's a real reason for that if you think about it. Right. Uh, Kev, think about when you were growing up and yes, you and your buddies. Yes, sir. Um, and you said, "Hey, let's go, let's go, uh, let's get a basketball game together." Yeah. Well, you only needed four people, right? You could play two. Yeah, we two, two on two. One on one. Uh, yeah, we play twenty one. You know what I'm saying? We play at PE yeah. at Catholic High. We play twenty one, baby. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and all you needed was a ball, and you went to the park because it had a goal, right? Right. That's it. All right. Okay, so football, you can play two on two. You can play three. You know, you can play straight. Pick up ball and run. And, yeah, pick yeah. up and run. Yeah, stuff you like that. Have, you, yeah. you gotta have kids and a ball. That's it, right? That's it. Basketball, kids ball, hoop at the park. That's it. Okay, now let's go to baseball. <laughs> yeah, you can play one on one or two on two with a ball, right? Right. Uh, not not the same game as baseball, but right. still just as fun, if not more fun, in, in right. my opinion. Right. But if you think about it, to, to play a legitimate uh, game. baseball game, right. you know, you need 18 guys. Right. You know, you need it. You need at least nine gloves. Yes. Yes. A, a three hundred dollar bat. Right. Base. You got to have bases. You got to have space. You got to have catcher's equipment. Somebody's got to bring the catcher's equipment. Right. That's a lot of effort. That's a lot of effort for kids that go have fun. For a pickup for a pickup game, baby. That's that, that's yeah. a whole. That's a lot. So let, let's go play. Let's go play basketball or football instead. Right. That's a lot of work. You right. Know? Right. And right. I think I think that that's that's what our kids, um, you know, are challenged against, and, and why baseball is is a struggling third to, to those sports. It, right. it you know, because it takes a lot of money, right, right. to to get all the that equipment together. You, you know it. You know. If, oh yeah. If you're if, I know if you're directing, yeah. 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 If, if you're trying to program your right. camps, and you've got the choice between football, basketball, or you know. God forbid having to go find nine gloves, bats, balls, and all the bases. Yeah. Set all that up. Yeah. You're Coach, going basketball, got, football, and all the equipment. flag every time. I got all the equipment, and I have a hard time. Sorry, I mean, cut you off, but I had a hard time because I have equipment. I have all the equipment, and I don't have participation. But, yeah, but, Chris, go ahead. I know you have to have a couple of things. I saw you chime in earlier. Yeah, I mean, at first, so I, I totally – Patrick Price said it a little more eloquently than I could have, but I definitely yes, – I, I was talking to my wife about this the other day. I definitely think – it's a socioeconomic issue is one of the issues. Oh, yeah. I wholeheartedly agree, and I've thought that for years with what Patrick said. Second, I think if you, um, specifically in the Baton Rouge area, you know, uh, Patrick and I grew up, we played at the CYO over there behind Sacred Heart. Sacred Heart, yeah. I went to school at Sacred Heart, so when I grew up, Dad coached me at the CYO. 
And then we both lived kind of off of that O'Neill Millerville area, and that's when we started competing against each other. Right. We grew up and played at Millerville in the local league. And then they had a big American Legion program around town. And then yeah. we kind of moved over to, uh, you know, Perkins Road Park over by Kenilworth. My point is, there was a lot of leagues, local youth leagues. Yes. Now, yes. You know, there's really no leagues. All that stuff's kind of gone by the wayside, and it's even as early as six and seven years old, you can play travel t-ball. You can play travel coaches pitch to where... Yeah, because nobody's playing, right? Nobody's playing in, in the city and in, in your area, right? So right. I think within Baton Rouge itself, I can't speak to the rest of the country, but you've lost a lot of the grassroots local leagues. Like I went, to, you know, my son grew up playing YMCA t-ball. So a lot of that stuff, I think, where dads were the coaches has, has gone by the wayside. Maybe right. some of the funding, maybe some of the parks have been taken away. There's no really places to play and it's morphed into travel ball kids for kids that can afford it so i think that right. cuts out half right. the community and right. um, i mean if i just sit here and think about it you know all, all the places we played when we were growing up the american legion program nationwide has gone it's basically disappeared i think for the yeah. most part it's pretty much gone they have different leagues but it's pretty much gone and it's just it's don't even they all exist you used to call it the uh, american legion pony remember the pony league back in the day in our day it don't even exist anymore like some of that stuff is gone it's, done, it's just gone to the wayside and it's a shame um, that it has man you know and um, especially for me and I'll tell you guys this story I, I started out playing baseball that was my first uh, first sport and uh, it was just something that what happened with us is that teams we, we got kind of discriminated against a lot of, a lot of teams didn't want to play us we were from the inner city. We were very athletic, and we just kind of got pushed out. You know what I'm saying? And it was just, it was a shame that it happened to us when we were younger. But my first, with Pittsburgh Pirates, I never forget it. It was my first sport. I loved it. My parents, my father, uh, my father's friend actually played uh, in some of the, you know, one of the, some of the lower leagues and stuff like that. But baseball has always had a place. My, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, he always used to watch the Cubs and the Braves on TV. So to pull this thing full circle, guys, I have a love for, for baseball from you guys. That's one. And from my inner, what's, how I started my athletic career was in baseball. So now you guys see why I love you guys so much. <laughs> I love you guys so much because I have a, my heart and all my stuff was baseball. That was my first sport. But it was just, I couldn't keep doing it. Both of you guys. Guys, I couldn't keep doing it. I couldn't keep affording to play. I couldn't have uh, eight players, 16 players come on the team. And and I just, I, I gravitated to what football, basket, basketball, track. I just graduated to stuff that didn't cost a lot of money because I didn't have a lot of money. I'll just be honest to tell y'all guys that. So I, I, w- I will say that, you know, Major League Baseball has, has done a good job in, yes. in respect to that. Yes. Um, w- one of the things that a lot of people may not know about, you know, they, they haven't buried their heads on the sand on this because they know the future of baseball is in, in the youth leagues. In the youth, right. Um, right. So Major League Baseball across the country has a program called RBI. Yes, uh, it's, I've seen it's, it. It's, yes. It stands for uh, Reviving Baseball in the Inner Cities. And so they've got the RBI program. New Orleans has a fairly large RBI program. In fact, they've got their own stadium and, and kind of complex. Um, it's uh, it's actually kind of close to uh, the interstate near where Jesuit High School is. Okay, yeah. Um, okay. And so they do a lot of grassroots stuff there, host leagues. Um, 
they, they're involved with the MLBPA and the MLBPA trust has a lot to do with it and they fund that okay. um, yeah. uh, 100% between Major League Baseball and the Players Association they fund that so you can you can see some stuff um, they have national tournaments where right. you know you can advance through, through right. leagues and um, you know probably not this summer I would guess but you know in t- a typical summer at the end of the summer you can turn on uh, MLB network during the day and you'll see these kids and these teams competing in, you know, for the RBI championships. And it, yeah. it's kids of all ages, and, okay. and they, they, they play on national TV. So, um, yes. you know, I just wanted to put that out there. That, that well, that's why I wanted to have you on. I, I didn't hand. even know yeah. about it. It was that in depth, so that's why I had you guys on to tell me about that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Right. I, I don't know if you remember Ron Washington, but he was the manager for the uh, Nationals for a while. Yeah. He's, uh, he's from New Orleans. Um, and he's he's now back in New Orleans, and he, he's head of the RBI program. Right, uh, and reviving. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's a that's a good thing. Gotcha, coach. Well, coach, like I said, man, it was an honor. It's a pleasure, man, to talk to you guys, to talk to you guys about uh, things that's going on in the world, to talk to you guys about baseball. I don't know much about it, but again, guys, I want to give it to you, guys. I'm gonna call you guys all the time. Say, man, I, look, I don't know about this baseball thing, Patrick. <laughs> Chris, can y'all help me, man? Because <laughs> I don't want to seem, you know, because I know my sport. I know football. So I want to tell you guys, hey, hey, man, I appreciate having you on, man. I love both of you guys, man. So in closing, guys, tell a little bit about what you're doing, your babies. Can you tell me? I always end with, with, with tell me what you're doing. Tell me about your beautiful families. Tell me about that, guys. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'll come on and, and uh, you know, give you my, my advice and my thoughts on it anytime. Uh only for a fair trade. You got to teach my son how to run as fast as Kevin Franklin. Coach, I, coach, I got it, coach. He, anytime, coach, anytime he want to come, I got it, coach. He got it. Look, I, he just got to work. That's it. I, you tell, got, I got you, it. You got to teach him that. You got to teach him that. Shit that quick too. twist. That, that, uh, uh, that, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, right now, Kevin, I'm I'm uh, I'm living here in Baton Rouge. Right yes, now, sir. I'm running. I'm running the uh, Sports BR, which is a, a nonprofit yes. foundation here in Baton Rouge, and we. Yes. Uh, we bring in large sporting events, uh, you know, to, to help with tourism in our area. Uh, and it's been a very satisfying job. I, I served on the board for a number of years. Um, and our, our current uh, CEO okay. decided to go back into academics. And he, okay. he's now running Cristo Ray, the Cristo Ray School. In that yeah, yeah, I know well. And, I know Cristo Ray yeah. well. Yeah. And so we were, uh, as a board member, we were, we were without a CEO. Was convinced in the interim I've, I've been doing that uh, I've got three I've got three sons I've got 17 11 about to turn 12 and then uh, a three-year-old um, yeah. gonna be a junior gonna be a sixth grader and gonna be a three-year-old I met him a couple of times he, he he gonna be a ball I like him man he's my boy I like him I met your three-year-old a couple of times he, I met you he's got some personality too he's so, yeah we're bro. doing well living in baton rouge and uh you know enjoying to get to see see all the old teammates and you know yes, from catholic from lsu from you know from all around so yes, yeah. what about you chris what about you brother what you got going on baby uh yeah so we my family and i we moved to dallas six years ago for work and we actually just moved back into town okay um, right after christmas to uh help help out a family member so it, it was fun to get back into town. There was just a lot going on, you know. So um, I have three kids as well. 
I have a uh, going to be a senior at Catholic, so we're able to get him into the alma mater. Go Bears! There you go, go Bears! Here we go. <laughs> yeah, he'll be calling some of his football games this year. So yes, sir, I'll be there. Yes, sir. Uh, going to be a sophomore. I have a girl, she's uh, 15 at Parkview, and then I have another daughter who's uh, 13, who will be an eighth grader at St. Jude. So three okay. kids, schools, and uh, so um, and I'm in sales. I'm in medical sales. So uh, you actually saw me at the airport. I was leaving yes. to go to my training. Yeah, when you saw me, I was going yes. to my training. So uh, yes, to, uh, Miami. I think we're going to Miami. I think. I think we're going to Miami. Occasionally, I was going to work. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I don't get many, brother. I don't get many, but it. You know, I, I had to go. My wife likes to travel a lot, man. So I end up traveling with her. So I go with her a lot, and she likes to travel. I like to work, man. I like to get it in. Y'all know me, man. I like to. I'm nose to the grindstone, but it's good to be married so I can look up, and you guys both are married it's good to look someone to have you and say hey man slow down you know and that's what I, I'm glad I got married I got married about two years ago so have somebody to, to, to tell you to smell the roses you know it's not all about work and I, I thank her for to being with her every every yeah, day absolutely. yeah so and again and, and to you guys great wives uh you know you guys got great wives great kids man so I must say man to to both of you guys wives they are you got some great men and they're great guys and they're great fathers great role models and I am I have a pleasure to call them my classmates and my friends man so thank you guys for coming on man god bless you thank you thank man. you Kevin appreciate you having them all right man thank you anytime all right, brother. Appreciate you. We want to say thank you to all of our commercial corporate affiliates. If you ever want to reach us, be on the show. Give us a call at 504-233-2006. Again, that's 504-233-2006. You can come be on the show with me. You can come ask me questions. If you want to just ask me questions, and I'll put it on the show about some of the topics of the day and some of the topics that uh, uh, of, the, of the week or the day, uh, you can reach us at, at Frankly Speaking on Twitter. That's at Frankly Speaking, F-R-A-N-K-I-L, Speaking, S-P-E-A-K-I-N on Twitter. That's Frankly Speaking. 